بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين ولا عاقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين وصلوات الله وسلامه ولا أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم لا سهل إلا ما جعلته سهلا وأنت تجل الحزن إذا شئت سهلا اللهم عنا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك يا رب الكريم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Hope you guys are all okay. Alhamdulillah, this is an LP special, as you can probably guess. Alhamdulillah, my little team here has just organized a sick little hookup. MashaAllah, tabarakallah. Wonderful location, very peaceful. You might be hearing a little bit of the wind blowing because we are very high up. We're right on the edge of a mountain. And um, we're in that beautiful golden time. Uh, maybe the light might reflect that, inshaAllah. Oh, that's no problem. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, man, it's that, that nice post-Asar last kind of hour. I thought it would be good. It was a bit hot earlier on. I'm in my village of Barabande in Pakistan. Um, I was going to do this one as well live, but the reception here is not great, you know? So, that, like, there's not, not enough uh, uh, data for a, a constant stream. But uh, what I thought that I would do, hashtag smash him. Hashtag smash him. We're not, any. <laughs> we're not... We're not going to be, um, we're not going to be promoting any of that haram behavior. But we are not, we are not unhappy. So you work out what that means at a certain person getting smashed. A certain person who's proud of at chilling in Jahannam. Yani, man's got told. Man's got told, bro. Anyway, enough of that. So anyway, alhamdulillah. So in Barabande, in KPK, in Swat. And it's the fadl of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hopefully, I get this uploaded in time for the lesson, inshallah. And uh, I'm going to be live on the portal anyway. So, whilst you're now watching me right now, I'm down below in the portal saying, hey, what's happening? And I'm responding to your questions, okay? Um, and next week is going to be a live session. Next week is going to be live, all right? I know that you guys don't like the recorded ones. Stop moaning, man. Do you know what kind of missions? Well, I'm going to show you a picture of this. Uh, the sound booth that we've created. I know that you're going to say, no, I can hear all the sound and everything. But if we hadn't created the sound booth that we created here, MashaAllah, Tabarakallah. The problem is, is that because I was having to carry so much weight, I didn't have enough space to carry the tripod. So the fact that I've still brought a pseudo mic thing and the me photo thing and the X and the Y and the clamp and blah, 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 and giving you this kind of background, what do you want, man? Come on, stop moaning. All right, anyway. So, we are in the section, so we've discussed Al-Istiftah, okay? In fact, we've now basically covered the whole issue. And he looks at his place of prostration. And then he says, Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika wa tabarakasmuka wa ta'ala jadduka wa la ilaha ghayruk. We said this is Dua Al-Istiftah. We spoke about Al-Istiftah. We spoke about yani, the beautiful kind of uh, the, the, the feeling, the spirituality that one feels and just yani, the, the great start that you're giving yourself when you're about to speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by having that opening which is yani, you know, becoming of His Majesty Subhana. We praise Him and we glorify Him and we yani, exalt Him and we you know, just acclaim the most magnificent the, the, the greatest subhanahu wa ta'ala and then we start asking so you've understood that you understood that there are varieties and you'll see in the transcribed notes those that have been asking for different versions and you know those that have been asking for transliterated versions etc 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 
then uh, you know you'll find all of those in the notes okay not in the class notes okay these are in the transliterated notes i know there's quite a few people who are still quite new to to lp so for those folks uh, i want you to know that there's a difference between the study notes that you've got and then there's a difference between the commentary which is in arabic and then the transcribed notes which are in the which are at the top in the resources so those come out after like a week or two or a few weeks uh with ad mesa and the team they do an awesome job in transcribing every single thing and then they add yeah, any hadith references and they add everything so wonderful uh, system and yes if you got yeah, any enough money then make sure you donate to the system as well because it does cost a lot of money every month to make sure the system works well um and alhamdulillah alhamdulillah and if you don't have any sadaqah to give extra and first of all i just want to give a massive shout out to all the, those people who by standing order support logical progression and uh, i ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase it in your mizan hasanatik in your scale of good deeds and that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increases your sadaqah jariya and there's so many people that benefit from this believe me i know and uh, you're watching right now and you're benefiting so believe me it's money put to good use but alhamdulillah you'll see in the transcribed version uh lots of the extra kind of dua again i'm going to try and speak as loud as i possibly can but i don't want to be shouting the lesson um and i hope that you can hear me over the uh the wind rustle uh uh you know there's a price to pay obviously uh, to maintain our continuity our continuity is more important than little things like this all right folks right so then he says subhanakallahumma bihamdik this is this al istiftah we established that it was a sunnah okay we said it's a sunnah not an obligation uh, of the prayer not a rukan of the prayer not a pillar of the prayer okay how did we determine that uh, Abu Hurairah radiyallahu an when he asked the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam what is this silent period between yani when you say Allahu akbar and we hear the Fatiha what's being said in the silent period the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam did not obligate upon him to to say this this thing that was being said in the silent period and the most strongest uh um uh, and uh, actually just that same hadith which is well narrated and there are so many versions of it uh Abu Hurairah should not have to ask about something which is obligatory because the Prophet sallallahu is obligated to explain the obligatory not for others to have to explain the obligatory if that makes sense and the clearest evidence of this which is the main evidence why this is not a, a, a rukan why al-istiftah or thana as we mentioned is not a rukan is the hadith of, uh, the hadith of al-musi fi salatihi the person who erred in his prayer when he came to the masjid and he prayed and he was made to keep going back to pray and then he was told okay listen if you don't know how to pray this is what you got to do da, 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 da. and when you saw all these things he was not told that he had to make the tasmiyah or the thana or the istiftah so we know that all of these versions whatever the strength of the hadith or the version subhanakallahumma is not the strongest actually of them we said allahumma ba'id bayni wa bayna khatayaya kama ba'ad and so on this is the one which is the most authentic narrated in Bukhari and Muslim and even this or any of the versions have not been obligated by the Prophet and therefore it is a sunnah for you to recite them sunnah no more than that and that means then uh, that those questions which often occur that I forgot to say the thana I forgot to make a list iftah when I was starting what is the ruling well there is no ruling uh, uh, meaning you don't make the need that you don't need to make sajda sahu. That's going to come obviously, you know, months down the line, the prostration for forgetfulness. You know, if you miss out on obligation or rukun in the prayer, then you have to do the prostration for forgetfulness. But you don't need to do that if you miss out a sunnah of the prayer, okay? A non-obligatory aspect of the prayer. So if someone asks, I didn't make a list of I forgot about it. Uh, do I need to make sajda sahu? Answer is no. Another question. If I want to go back 
All right, should I go back? Answer is no, because the Prophet has not legislated in the prayer that a person does go back. Okay, if a person's missed it, he's missed it. We move on, it's no major issue. Another question which was actually asked by Alina, I believe. I can't remember who actually asked, but um, a couple of weeks ago, but just to repeat it, what if I want to combine and say many of them? Okay, remember now we used to say there's no problem with that, but no one said it's good. No one said it's Sunnah, because it's definitely not Sunnah. And Ibn Taymiyyah said it's not even been narrated, the person shouldn't do it. I agree wholeheartedly. I believe that the various narrations of the istiftah are for you to enliven your prayer, to, to renew the prayer, to make it yani, something special because you're bringing new, to, new ones to the game. I think that's the reason for the extra ones, not for you to combine between all of them. So I think that should be avoided. All right, let's now today understand what it means to say this dua, this particular famous one. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Uh, Sheikh Uthameen on page 42 of the Arabic commentary of Zad al-Mustaqni, uh, uh, Zad al which is, which he calls Ash-Shah al-Mumtiyah, which is in the commentary, that part which is called commentary. That's the tab that you press to see this commentary. I give obviously a general understanding of what's being said. He says, so after you've now made Allahu Akbar and you've put yani, your hands where they should be, you say Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. And this sentence, Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik, it combines between two things. It combines between a tanzih wal isbat. A tanzih means to remove, to negate, to take away, to remove from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And al isbat means to affirm, to confirm, to establish for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, this is a complete sentence which does two things. It removes, and when we say we're removing, what are we removing from Allah? Imperfections and silly ideas and the mistakes of people and so on. So we're perfecting Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's, we're, we're perfecting the reality for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when I say, of course Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is perfect, it doesn't need any perfecting from us, but I mean amongst the people and their ignorance or our own mistakes. And so we're, asked, we're correcting what people do or perceptions for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then we're affirming for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We're establishing His perfection as well. So he says that in this entire sentence, Subhanakallahumma is the tanzih part, that's the, the removing part. Wa uh, bihamdika is the affirmation, it is the establishing part. Okay, so Subhanak, okay, comes from Sabbaha Yusabbihu. That means to say Subhanallah, okay? It means to make Tasbih. Tasbih is the Masdar, okay? And Subhana is also one of the Masdars, a verb, one of the verbal nouns, okay? Of the verb Sabbaha. Sabbaha also means to, to swim, okay? And I, I mentioned before in LP that I believe, and Sheikh Kehlan talks about this as well. Some of the scholars mentioned this that, you know, what's the whole idea of, of kind of, you know, where does the idea of Tasbih, what's his connection with swimming? So, you know, to, you know, Sabbaha, Yani, uh, uh, there's an idea that when you swim, you kind of drift away and you kind of float away and there's a kind of away aspect to it. And tasbih is almost that when you're saying subhanallah, you're kind of removing these imperfections from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, it's like you're pushing them away. They, you know, it's almost like you're exalting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why, you know, when you say subhanallah, what does subhanallah mean? You know, when you say subhanallah, we kind of say it when we're impressed or like something amazing. Subhanallah. We're like, Subhanallah. Like, how amazing is Allah? How exalted is Allah? Yeah, I and mean, when you look at this, right? Like, when you look at this kind of just incredible, we're on a, you know, I don't know to what to what level, but the Himalayas are there and God knows what's there. And it's incredible creation. You say, Subhanallah. It's like you exalt Him. 
وَتَعَالَى جَدُّكِ يعني, You know, it's like making Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala high as he, as, he, as he himself has described himself, subhanahu. So there's an exaltedness. But then, uh, uh, like happiness and incredible, whatever. But then there's the other, subhanallah. When, they, when, when people said silly things, and they said that, walada, Okay, that he took for himself a son. Or that he had a son, or something you know, stupid, yani, that you know, other people say. Subhanak. Yani, ya Allah, you're removed from that nonsense. Ya Allah, you are free from that nonsense. Ya Allah, we negate that rubbish that they say. Right? So, it's a negation of what other people say. Every time in the Quran you see that Subhanak or Subhanallah in this kind of form, it's. Uh, 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 a lot of the times when you see that, it's to say that you're removed, you're transcendent, you're free, Allah. Yani you are free of what they claim and the nonsense of what they make. So if you combine these two, I like almost say, SubhanAllah means Allah, you are transcendent and you are free and you are exalted and you are high above everything and everyone of what the people say of good or bad or their attempts. You're just, you know, we try to praise you and we mess it up and there are people who say kufr and they definitely mess it up. And you're free of that, Ya Allah. You're exalted and transcendent above our poor efforts to, to, to exalt you. And you are so free and so pure and so clean and so perfect from the imperfections of the people when they mess up intentionally or unintentionally. So that's the tanzih. That's the negating from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Something also interesting is that Subhana is always Mansub. It always has a Zabar at the end. It's always Subhana. It's never Subhanu or Subhani. It is always Mudaf. It is always the possessive, in the possessive. So it is always Yani Mudaf. Everything is recording nice, alhamdulillah. So we have no shah, so we have substitutes for shah. So we've got to make sure that we don't have a heart attack and the camera stops or something like that. So alhamdulillah. Um, so basically, what can we then uh, 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 summarize it? That Subhanakallahumma tanzihan laka ya Rabbi an kulli naqsin. You are uh, removed from you, ya Rabb. Yani is every single deficiency. Okay? And these deficiencies, they occur either in uh, your attributes, in what you are, the characteristics, or in comparing you to something or someone. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is perfect and free from, from imperfections in, and deficiencies in, in description, in his description. So he, for example, he is to be described with ilm al-kamil, so he has perfect knowledge, not deficient knowledge, and he has a perfect, complete life and living. Okay, and his sama is al kamil. He has the perfect hearing, not that hearing which oh I can't hear because you're speaking too low. Allah subhanahu wa taala is everything, so he doesn't have a deficient hearing. And al basr al kamil, his knowledge, his uh, his vision is complete. He has no, oh, I can't see that far. And ilm, there's nothing that he doesn't know. And his life, there's no beginning and no end. It's perfect. So all of his yani, descriptions are, 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 are perfect. Okay? Um, so he cannot be described in any kind of deficient form. And he's also, he's also um, uh, perfect and, 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 and negated from him are any comparisons to his creation. From any of his creation. So for example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he describes himself with a, a wajh, a face, and al-yadain, two hands, and al-qadam, the foot, and al-aynain, the two, uh, two eyes. وَمُنَزَّهُنْ أَنْ تَكُونَ صِفَاتُهُ الذَّاتِيَ الْمَعْنَوِيَ كُسِفَاتَ الْمَخْلُوقِينَ 
so these these attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are not like the attributes of, of the insan. Yani the deficient eyes and hands or whatever. These are, are, are words which are have a meaning and they're the same in terms of the word is the same, the eye or the or the hand or whatever. Okay, whatever the description that Allah uses to describe himself, but they're not the same as the as the human beings. Because this is the creator of everything and he's supreme and perfect in everything. And nothing is unlike him. And he is the all hearing, the all seeing. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also, when he has those, this, those attributes which describe him, such as al-ilm. Now, you can't describe his ilm like the knowledge of the makhluq. Because, uh, as Shaykh Uthameen says in the middle of page 43, All of the knowledge of the makhluq is deficient. I love this. All of the knowledge of mankind and human beings and every animal and anything is, is, is deficient. It's deficient because it just it's deficient in its beginning because it begins. That means that before it, there was a lack of knowledge. There was ignorance before it. So it's, it's, it, it, our knowledge is deficient intrinsically. Yani, deficient in the beginning. It's deficient in the middle because of its quantity and its limitedness and dependent dependent nature on others teaching us. And it's deficient in its end because it ends. And then there's going to be jahl after it. Or there's going to be stuff you don't know. So it's completely deficient. Even the most amazing knowledge and the most, most knowledgeable person is deficient. So how can you compare Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in, uh, in that way? So it is... يعني ناقص في ابتدائه وفي غايته وفي شموله and he goes حتى روحك حتى روحك التي بين بين جنبيك لا تعلم عنها شيئا he goes سبحان الله he goes you don't even know about your own روح and it's right between your your sides يعني it's right between your sides يعني it's in between you and you don't even know anything about it ويسألونك عن الروح and they ask you about the ruh, the soul, and say that the ruh is from the affairs of your Lord, and from the, from the affairs of my Lord, and and you have not been given from knowledge except little. Surah Al-Isra, verse 7, verse 85. Um, even Subhanallah, as he says, even that which you want to do tomorrow, you're not even sure if you're going to be able to do that tomorrow. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has perfect knowledge. And Sheikh says, and likewise, you can't, can't compare the, the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or the attributes of insan either in the physical actions. So for example, in, in physical realities. So istiwa al-arsh. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He rose above His throne, He rises above His throne and He establishes Himself on His throne in a manner which we don't understand. Al-istiwa in a human way is when a king gets onto his throne and there's a physical getting up and a sitting down and whatever. So, you know, but you can't compare the, uh, the, the istiwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon His arsh to that of a king who does it on his throne here in the dunya. Or the nuzul ila sama'a dunya, the descent of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the lowest heavens. So we know, like I came all the way up here and I'm going to go down, right? But this coming down from this heaven, this sky that I am so high in, subhanAllah, this going down to that, that ground there is not like the manner that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends from His 
from his from where he is to this yani as dunya to the lowest heavens you can't compare that's why we have to yani keep that and the coming of allah the al majia ila al and and uh, 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 and uh, the, the coming of Allah subhanahu wa taala and their judgment and his 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 satisfaction and his happiness and his ghadab his rida and his ghadab and all these other things. So we can share the word. فالاسم هو الاسم ولكن المسمى غير المسمى. فالصفة هو هي الصفة ولكن الموصوف غير الموصوف. So the description can be the same and the word can be the same. We can share it like the descent. Or an ascent, or an establishment, or an X or Y. We can all, we can all, we can all share that. But that doesn't mean that the one who shares it is the same. So I can be described as knowledgeable, and Allah is knowledgeable, but He is supremely knowledgeable of everything, and I'm knowledgeable of nothing. And I descend, and Allah descends, but my descent is not yani, the way that Allah descends. So that's very important. So, so we can say that we remove from Allah and we perfect Allah in this tanzih in three ways. We remove from him kemal. So we remove from him everything which then leads to leads to perfect attributes. And 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 then we remove those uh how can I describe that? عن صفات النقص المجردة عن الكمال عن مماثلة المخلوقين. and then secondly we uh, the tanzih or then the 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 we remove from Allah subhanahu wa taala those يعني uh, those uh, deficiencies just deficiencies like ignorance or like weakness so that's removed and we remove يعني those Little deficiencies which are there, like in knowledge, we don't say just knowledge, we say perfect knowledge. We just don't say vision, we say perfect vision. And then the third thing, okay, is that we remove from him the comparison or compare, comparing him to the creation. That's what we remove completely as well, okay? And subhanAllah, he makes yani, وَتَمْثِيلُهُ بِالْمَخْلُوقِينَ نَقْسٌ Yeah, and he goes, he goes for, he goes, Sheikh uh, al goes, just comparing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to his creation is deficiency. Yani, it's a weakness. It's a weakness. And an example of this is a really nice uh, 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 line of poetry. Uh, the poet said, Alam tara anna sayfa yanqusu qadrahu idha qila inna sayfa amba min al-asa. Translated literally, kind of, it says, Do you not see that the status of the sword is reduced? If it is said that the sword lasts longer than the stick. Does that make sense? Think about it. Let me try and repeat that again. Do you not say do you not see that the status of the sword is reduced? If one says that the sword lasts longer than the stick, Yani, you're disrespecting the stick. Like how on earth can you say in the same sentence the word stick and a sword? Yani, do you, do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, it's like if I say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has more knowledge than Abu Isa, like you'd be like, are you bloody stupid? Did you just say Abu Isa and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the same sentence? I hope you understand my point. Yani, when you compare between Allah and His creation, 
you are disrespecting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in such a way. Yani the sword example, the sword doesn't need to be compared to a stick. And I know when I look at a sword, this is a sword. Don't compare to me to a stick. I'm a sword. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when you compare him in any single way to the creation, in any single way, that's why this kind of, this Greek logic that started to anthropomorphize Allah and to talk about, you know, they couldn't understand some things, certain things about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they tried to rationalize certain things. This is part of the philosophy which goes into a mess where theology and philosophy clash in such a horrible way and people then lose the plot and they say silly things. So, you know, that's why the aqeed of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah is so important. You know, Ahlul Sunnah, of course, we're very, very yani, careful to refute and very uh, keen to refute Greek theology. And then the Muslims, yani, deviance, the deviancies that appeared in Muslim theolo theology and the sects that appeared you know, that he couldn't understand about Allah being like this and that and whatever. And Ahl Sunnah was always at the forefront of making sure that Allah remained pure and clean yani, uh, and free from all this naqs, all this deficiency. I take it right. You know, I, I, for me, it fascinates, this, it fascinates me, this subject. I think it's very important for us to be really jealous, jealously guard Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his theology. I would just shout so loudly, I'm getting thirsty, bro. No ajmal, no chocolates, no sweets. None of, the, none of my girls are yani, giving me any, uh, uh, no thingy, no donuts, yani, the sisters, none of my boys bring me no sweets. No, 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 nothing. Alone here. Ice. Ice, mashallah. But fish face, the animal got taken to the cleaners, bro. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Muck fish face. Right. Huh? Like a summer day, Mosh or Sumra. So, uh, yeah. Where are we now then? Chubbies. 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 Okay, good. So then next is. Sheikh then carries on. He goes, إِذَا قُلْتُ عِنْدِي سَيْفٌ عَظِيمٌ وَمَدَحْتَهُ مَدْحًا كَثِيرًا ثُمَّ قُلْتُ هُوَ أَمْضَى مِنَ الْعَصَى فَإِنَّهُ يَهْمُتُ حُفُوتًا عَظِيمًا وَلَا تَرَى لِحَذَا صَيْفْ قَدَرًا He goes, if you were to say, I have an amazing sword. كَتَأَوِي كَنَا جَاتَا شِمَاسَرَ الْيُّ I have a great sword. But then if you were to follow that up with saying it lasts longer than a stick. I think you understand. You reduce the, 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 the sword qadr the nazil You know what I'm saying? So, وَصَيْفٌ يُمْكِنُ أَنْ يُمْكِنُ أَنْ يَتَصَوَرُ الْإِنسَانِ مُمَاثِلَتَهُ لِلْأَصَانِ نَاقِصٌ لَا رَبِّ فِي ذَلِكَ Anyway, anyway, anyway. And then Hamd. What is Hamd? وَصْفُ الْمَحْمُودِ بِالْكَمَالِ To describe the, the praised, 
with perfection. Al-Kamal al-Zati wal-Fi'li. You're describing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or the, or the, or the subject yani, in what it says, in what it is and what it does. In its intrinsic nature and in what it actually does. Al-Zati and al-Fi'li. فَاللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى كَامِلٌ فِي ذَاتِهِ وَمِنْ لَازِمْ كَمَالُهُ كَمَالِهِ فِي ذَاتِهِ أَنْ يَكُونَ كَامِلٌ فِي سُثَاتِهِ If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is perfect in his that, in his intrinsic nature, then in his descriptions and his attributes, of course he's going to be perfect as well. كَذَلِكَ فِي فِعْلِهِ So then his actions are also going to be perfect. فَفِعْلُهُ دَائِرٌ بَيْنَ الْعَدْلِ وَالْإِحْسَانِ This is really interesting. You know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he acts, he only does two things. Either he acts with adil or he acts with ihsan. He never does zulm. Allah does not have a third type of action. Insan, There's no other fourth option. Is there an option? He doesn't act. Okay. But, yani, he either is going to do zulm with you, he's going to be just with you, or he's going to be charitable, he's going to show ihsan and generosity and righteousness. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't do zulm. So Allah only acts in two ways. He's either, he's just, he gives you what you deserve, or he gives you more than that. Listen to this. Subhanallah, even the person Al-Musi, the one who sins. How does Allah treat the Musi? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the Gunangasara Sanga Muhammadki. How do you think he treats him? Banishkay. Banishkay. If a person does something wrong, okay, you say Allah punishes the, the person who does sin. If he does one sin, Allah punishes him how many times? One time. So that means that Allah treated him with zulm, adl or ihsan? Adl. Okay. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَجَزَاؤُهُ سَيِّئَةٍ سَيِّئَةٌ مِثْلُهَا وَجَزَاؤُ سَيِّئَةٍ سَيِّئَةٌ مِثْلُهَا The reward or the recompense of a sayyi'ah is a sayyi'ah مِثْلُهَا that a person who does one wrong deed, he will get wrong one yani wrong yani like it. One punishment like it. Walmuhsin yu'amiluhu bil fadl. Kama qala Allah ta'ala, man jaa bil hasanati falahu asharu amthaliha. Almuhsin aqas chikakarki aghasra Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala adalki ka ihsan. Ihsan, ziyat. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala way, the one who does a hasana, man jaa bil hasana, chiyokas, yogur deed uki, kana, falahu ashru amthaliha, na gata baraba ashra miloshi. Oh, then ihsan shu. So the person who is bad and wrong and evil and zalim and sinner and mudnib and yani haram, agakas jauki, na gata siraf yo punishment miloshi. Only one punishment he gets. Whereas a person who does good, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives more to. So that proves that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only does two. 
he does al-adal or ihsan. He never does dhulm. Does never does sayyia. Does never does anything other than these two. So that's yeah. Fafi'lihu azza wa jal. So the actions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always between, uh, always rotate between these two. وَمَنْ كَانَ فِعْلُهُ دَائِرٌ دَائِرًا بَيْنَ هَذَيْنِ الْعَمَرِينَ الْعَدُ وَالْفَضَلِ فَلَا شَكَّ أَنَّ أَنَّهُ مَحْمُودًا عَلَى أَفْعَالِهِ كَمَا هُوَ مَحْمُودًا عَلَى سُفَاتِهِ He says, then anyone whose actions who are only either justice or excellence, then that person is only perfect. He has to be perfect in, his, in himself you know, and in his actions. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So anyway, when you combine between this removal of, of bad and, and unworthiness and yani, nonsense from Allah, and then you affirm for him his excellence and you praise him for his perfection, then you have subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik, the greatest opening to anything ever. So whenever you say subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik, you should stop and just imagine what have I just said. I have removed every naqs from Allah, taken away every deficiency and ajas from Allah, وَبِحَمْدِكَ And I have established and perfected you the way that you deserve. That's why this statement, opening statement, is perfection. It's perfection. وَتَبَارَكَ The next part is وَتَبَارَكَ So, سُبْحَانَكَ اللَّهُمَّ Ya Allah, you are exalted and transcendent and above and perfect. وَبِحَمْدِكَ And all praise is due to you. وَتَبَارَكَ And blessed is thy name. Your name is blessed. Is that what it means? Blessed is your, is your name, Tabarak Asmuk? Let's look at that. What does it mean? First of all, Ismuk. Yeah? Tabarak Asmuk. Tabarak Asmuk. Join it together, Tabarak Asmuk. Tabarak is your name. Just one name? What does it mean? What does Tabarak Asmuk mean? Does it mean just the one name of Allah is, is Tabarak? That is Munghalak Rari. That's Sufi. Asa Chakarri. That's what I'm saying. Chontis. 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 Like a light say That's okay then. So what do you reckon folks online? I want your answers. Because remember I'm 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 joining this lesson live. You know what I can't even I can't stretch out backwards because if I stretch out I'll fall down. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has many names, at least ninety-nine. I want you to know that the hadith of ninety-nine names, by the way, the hadith of Wulillahi al-Asma al Husna. So we know that Asma, Allah has many names. That's what the Quran says. How many names? The hadith says 99. Yes. Yeah? But this hadith is weak. This hadith is da'if. Sanadan and ma'na as well. There's some weakness in the meaning as well. We have names that Allah, that are in the hadith, that are in other hadith that are not mentioned in this famous hadith. So there's at least 99 names for Allah. 100 plus names. Then we know in other hadith that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will teach the Prophet sallallahu on the on the final day. When the shafa'ah happens, the Prophet said, I will make sajda in front of Allah and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will teach me Muhammad names and that I will praise him with before he makes the shafa'ah. Right? So, we know that Allah has many names. So then when we say tabarak asmuk, does that mean only one name of Allah is blessed? What does it mean? What do you think? What does it mean? What does it mean? Tell me. Give me your opinions. 
can either mean that it means all the names and that's the best opinion or it means that ism here is referring to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. Does it mean that the ism means the, the one who is named, i.e. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? For example, so when we say tabarakasmuk, what we mean, tabarakta, yani it's like tabarakta yadil jalali wal ikram. Tabarakta yadil jalali wal ikram, it means you, ya Allah, al jalal wal ikram, you are blessed. Our, own, our owner of jalal, of magnificence and, and honor, okay, you are, you are blessed. Is that what it means? Like, Sabbi hisma rabbikal a'la. Sabbi hisma rabbikal a'la. Sabbi hisma rabbikal a'la. The ism of rabbikal a'la means that the name of Allah, the name of your Lord, al-a'la. The name of your Lord means Allah. So, does it mean both? I think it means both. I think it means both. Sukti. People are, are you know, online they're saying, you know, that's a great ringtone. That's the ringtone of a Nokia that we've never, didn't even believe it existed. In Pakistan, Nokia still exists, folks. Don't be hating, man. No, no one phone. Say that. That's phone, man. Nokia tone is considered as mobile. Oh no way did I leave my emergency can at home. No. I thought that I bought my replacement can and guess what? I didn't. I forgot it. So now I'm gonna to have to speak more quietly now. So there's no way. Oh, well, never mind that. So, anyway, folks, let's carry on. Right, Tabarakasmuk. Tabarakasmarabbuk. Tabarakasmuk. Okay. So, anyway, there's no doubt Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is blessed. Everything to do with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is blessed, and the name of Allah is blessed as well. Shaykh Uthameen goes, for example, some of the blessings of the name of Allah, if you make zabah of a dhabiha, Without the name of Allah, بدون تسمية So you, you slaughter the, the sheep or the cow without saying Bismillah It will become meita, najas and haraman It is haram, it is haram, carrion Just saying Bismillah makes it halal, tayyib, pure Yani same animal Same animal, just one slice And saying Bismillah When you slaughter the animal Makes it pure, clean, halal Great, amazing. Do it, do, do, do it yani, without saying Bismillah. What happens? Haram, dirty. Okay. If you say Bismillah at the beginning of your food, what will happen? Shaitan won't be eating your food with you. If you don't say Bismillah, Shaitan eats with you, vomits all over it, dirty dog, yani, dirty flipping thingy, disgusting. You know what I'm saying? That's the barakah of tasmiyah. Now, if you make Bismillah, say Tismiyah upon Wudu, there are many scholars that said that it is obligatory to make Bismillah when you make Wudu. Many scholars said that. Okay? So if you don't say Bismillah, then you have no Wudu. The majority of scholars, which is the correct position, as we know, 
is the LP position or class position is that to say Bismillah is mustahab, recommended. So when you say Bismillah, when you say make wudu, your wudu becomes perfect. It becomes beautiful. So the power of the ism of Allah is amazing. Also, I want to say something else. I remember Shaykh Ilan telling us this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Iqra' bismi rabbika alladhi khalaq. Iqra' bismi rabbika alladhi khalaq. Recite in the name of your Lord. Alladhi khalaq, the one who created. Right? You know, what does that mean? Iqra' bismi rabbik. What does that mean? Iqra' bismi rabbik. Recite in the name of your Lord? In the name of your Lord? What do you think? Yes. Or? What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? Give me an example. Ha, okay then. Huh? Bismillah. Bismillah. Okay. Like a kalawim. Ikra bismi rabbi. Yani, so, kalawim da bari bism. It's a shurukum. When you're starting something, I'm going to say it. Okay? Bas, that's it. That's it? Okay. That's in. What if I say to you, bi, ikra bi, bismi. Be means with. With. Recite with the name of your Lord. Not in the name of your Lord, but with the name of your Lord. What's the meaning then? If we translate Iqra bismi khalaq as recite with the name of your Lord, the difference in meaning is that you're reciting with Allah at the beginning, so you say Bismillah. But you want to maintain that intention of being with Allah's barakah all the way through as well. So, what does that mean? The difference between the first two is that you recite it and you just basically, you're reciting at the beginning like a kind of like a blessing. But in the second form, you're saying that I want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be with me. I want this to be for the sake of Allah. I'm going to do this yani, for a, a result for the sake of Allah. I want Allah to be with me all the way. It means that the whole act itself will be blessed all the way through everything absolutely everything that's involved in that Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar how beautiful I don't know if you guys can hear it that's the first adhan going from the main loudspeaker from the the main masjid that is Mung Jumat Wani right? that is Sayyidu Jumat Sayyidu Bibi Sayyidu Bibi Sayyidu Bibi Sayyidu Bibi Allahu Akbar, Allah. <coughs> you guys are hearing the Adhan of Maghrib live. I don't know if you can pick it up. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. It's beautiful, subhanAllah, to be in a Muslim country and to just live Islam as a Muslim proper. You learn so much. The ability to be able to practice sunnah, to repeat the adhkar after the adhan, and to go out for salah, and to... أشهد أن محمد رسول الله رضي الله عنه The ajr of just being, of, of gaining. لا تنسوا دائما نبوا نبوا يجي، ممكن سردانيش تعرضي. 
casa da Aureo, da Dwagani Tasu Wayan, da Dwagani Tasu Wayan, Mungo Noel. La Hauna, la Kuti, la Bila, la Hauna, la Kuti, la Bila. You know, subhanAllah, there are so many things that yani, when you experience living in a village life or in a Muslim lands and you read hadith, it starts making a lot of sense. The last week, I will, you know, make sure that you remind me live when I'm back in class. اللهم صل على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم رب هذه الدعوه التامه والصلاه القائمه ات محمد الوصيله والفضيله وبعث مقام محمود الذي وعدته انك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم اغفر لنا وارحمنا اللهم تقبل منا يا رب Ya Allah, accept this effort from us. Ya Allah, accept this effort from all of the PG folks, all of the brothers and sisters involved in this, in the da'wah. Ya Allah, accept it from all of the students who are studying this. Ya Allah, accept this knowledge, increase us in knowledge, increase us in taqwa. And ya Allah, forgive us for our deficiencies and for our inability to act upon it. Allahumma ameen. The Prophet ﷺ said that the du'a that is made after the du'a of shafa'a, after the adhan is a du'a which is accepted. This is one of the du'as that is always accepted. Now you guys can hear all the rest of the adhans as well. But uh, yeah, when I get back, remind me to share with you some of the things that I've been thinking about. I remember, subhanAllah, just two weeks before, two weeks ago, when I came out, but someone asked the question, how is it that they heard what they were saying? How did they hear, subhanakallahumma, the hadith says that I heard the Prophet sallallahu say, subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika, and other things. Oh no, no, uh, the Prophet sallallahu heard the companion say that. Okay, hamdan kathiran tayyiban And someone said in the class, if you remember, how is it possible that they heard that? Or the Prophet ﷺ heard that? Or people hear these things? And I want you to know that the big mistake we make is, like, and I've said this many times, is that when we read hadith and Quran in our other countries, we're not looking at it with the same eyes of that country at that time and that place. I'm here in 2018 in Pakistan, which is a modern city, country, Yani, and in a city, in a town, and my, my, my father's masjid, our local masjid, our, our, our tribal masjid, which is, not, which is just down there, and you can hear it's, it's, it's still, a, still a kind of, not industrial area, but you know, we're on the edge of a mountain. Well, like inside the masjid, when you're praying, you can hear everything. It's so quiet. It's so quiet. You can hear a person whispering on the other side of the hall. You can really hear it, subhanAllah, it's crazy. So, uh, you know, there's so many things you learn and you pick up. And, at that, and, and that's, so when you're in the UK right now, the US or whatever, the ambient sound that you don't realize, you've got machines and you've got electrics and you've got cars, and there's an ambient sound that you can't hear. But when you're now in the wilderness, just in 2018, you can hear things. So what about 1,400 years ago where there was no machinery? There's no electricity. There's no industry. Silence was real silence. You can hear everything. No light pollution. You can see everything. Wallahi, when I look up into the sky and you see the stars, and you know, when you do fiqh salah and we're looking at the time of Maghrib now, you can see a few stars now. And I know that every 10, 20 minutes that goes by, you start to see more stars as the light starts to diminish. And as the hadith says, you'll see the shabakat in nujum. You'll see that the stars start to turn into a network and a net. The stars don't increase. The stars were always there. 
but the light removes itself from the sky so you start to see them join together like as if they're joined together but the stars were always there you only realize that at, at Isha at 8 o'clock or 7 o'clock or whatever and you know when you look up at the sky you see an unbelievable sight of stars because there's no light pollution we don't have massive amount of electricity lights and stuff anyway I could go on man it's a blessing subhanAllah it's a blessing Allah it's a blessing anyway anyway so I just want to say that and then I'll finish with this so many tissue okay so let's finish with this oh light uh, Sayyidi the Swirp okay Sayyidi yeah. Who's that? Uh -huh. Okay. Sapa, what do you do? Sapa, what do you do? Okay. What do you do? What do you do? Yeah. So I think the light is only good for another, you know, we want to pray Maghrib as well. So the light is only good for another five minutes, I reckon. So I'll say then, Wata'ala Jadduk. And exalted is Jadduk, is your, is your self, is your. Your majesty, your majesty, your majesty, your, your greatness, your jed, your supreme self, your magnificent self. So what have we got so far? Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik wa tabarakasmuk wa ta'ala jadduk. So supremely high and, and, and exalted and removed you are from every deficiency, Ya Allah. And to you is all praise. And blessed is your name. And exalted is your majesty. And that means two things. That number one, Allah, He has the attribute of highness. He is high and above us. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he, that establishes the attribute of al-ulu. And Allah, yani, He says He is above every single thing. And Allah establishes Him above the throne. And Allah descends in the heavens, every, to the lowest heaven every night. So we know Allah is above us. And he, the creation is below Him. In reality and metaphorically as well. So real time and metaphorically. Here, وَتَعَالَى جَدُّكْ Sheikh Uthameen says, اِرْتِفَاءَ اِرْتِفَاءً معنويًا. He goes that this is a metaphorical highness meaning is you your majesty is supreme you are so supreme you are so so high but in reality as well he's so high as well subhanahu wa ta'ala okay so um there's a real meaning of highness and a metaphorical meaning of highness and then wala ilaha ghayruk and the sana that's what the sana way can yeah then the ending is wala ilaha ghayruk and there is no nothing worthy of worship except you. I always translate ilah as nothing worthy of worship. Or God with a small g. Ilah, small g. Because Allah, who is al-ilah. Now Allah left us today, Ibn Taymiyyah said that the word Allah is taken from al-ilah. Take away the hamza in the middle. Combine it. Allah, Allah Al-Ilah, the God, capital God, and all other Ilah, Ilah, and Aliha, which is plural of God, is gods, small g. Some people, Dakhalakwe can actually, everything is false, you can't say God. Is it possible that there are gods? We say yes, false gods, because Allah tells us. That they're taking aliha up other than Allah. So you know when you have these, like in language, we say, oh, he's a god. You know, the, the kuffar, they say he's a god. He's a god. Or he, you know, he's a sex god. 
or he's a he's an ex-god and why god and all this nonsense that they say they use it in a kind of phrase whatever the point is is that is these are words and they apply it to people and things and then there are gods like if you look in hinduism they're gods but they're fake gods they're false gods they're not al-ilah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you know And so, what, so therefore, you know, what does it mean then? La ilaha ghayruk. It means, la ma'abuda haqqun illallah. There is no real anything worthy of worship except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says, ذلك بأن الله هو الحق وأنما يدعون من دونه هو الباطل. That is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is the truth. And everything that they call upon other than Him, that is falsehood. As Surah Al-Hajj, verse 62. They are just aliha. وَإِن سُمِّيَتْ aliha, And even if they are called gods, فَمَا هِيَ إِلَّا أَسْمَاءٌ لَا حَقِيقَةٌ لَهَا These are just names that has no reality. As Allah says, إِنْ هِيَ إِلَّا أَسْمَاءٌ سَمَّيْتُمُوهَا أَنْتُمْ وَآبَاؤُكُمْ مَا أَنْزَلَ اللَّهُ بِهَا Sultan. These are just names. They are in here illa asma'un. They are just names that you guys have named them. You've just made up the name Sammaytumuha and Tumabaukum. You and your fathers have just called them and you had no authority to do that. So to Najam verse 23. Okay? So only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one worthy of worship. Yeah. I think that we'll finish by saying. Something, subhanAllah, which is, uh, is very interesting. Why is it that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us to praise Him before establishing the most important, the Tawheed? The Tawheed, La ilaha illallah, is most important. And that comes at the end. But the beginning is all praising Him. Praising, subhanak, Allahumma wa bihamdik, wa tabarak asmuk, wa ta'ala jadduk. So praise, praise, wa la ilaha ghayruk. It's almost to prove to us, to show to us that Allah is the worthy. He really is the worthy one of being La ilaha ghayruk. He is the one who's worthy of Allah, being the only Al Ilah. He is the one that's worthy of pray, worthy of praise, and he is the praised, and he is worthy of being high, and he is most high, and he is the worthy, and he of being blessed, and he is the most blessed. And that creation is why there's nothing worthy of worship except him. There's lots of others, lots of Aliha that people worship, but none of them are worthy of it. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is worthy of worship. And that is the du'a al-istiftah. That is the du'a that you open up your prayer with. Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu, he used to open up with this. This was his one, subhanakallahu bihamdik wa tabarakasmuk. And that is narrated by Imam Muslim and this chain has been qita'a. The hadith is narrated by Imam Muslim, chapter, uh, uh, hadith number 399. Okay, narrated by Imam Muslim, but it has some yani issue. But it has a continuous chain that's narrated by Bayhaqi. That's narrated in uh, volume 2, page volume two, page 34. And Umar radiallahu anhu, we are copied, we, we are meant to follow him. We have been commanded by the Prophet to follow Umar, and so we should. And it has also been narrated by the Prophet as being said as well. And we know that there are so many others, and we mentioned all of that. And Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, he has got a, an essay in these different types of istiftahat. And you can see that in Majmu'ul Fatawa, 
volume 22, page 376, including what has been narrated in the Sahihain and so on. I've spoken about that, folks. Okay, I think I'm going to take a rest because my throat is very dry. I want to give you guys a little bonus. This is our this is our clip. This is where I am folks. This is Barabani. And look at the edge that I'm sitting on. Look at this edge. Nashad is the over shown down. Look at that. Hey. previous videos as well but uh, this is yeah, these are my people the town people this is my favorite pair of shawar as you probably saw me wear it last time as well and that folks is a wrap that's logical progression that was uh, that was Khabib smashing her Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.